0: FW Roundtable Podcast, Texas' most powerful and entertaining
1: podcast, bringing you the best and entertaining interviews from the industry's top music entertainers, sports athletes, and much more. So grab a seat and a cold one and watch, listen, and enjoy. And now here is your host, Ruben Campos. Hey, welcome everybody to our very first broadcast of DFW roundtable podcast and we have got a heck of a show planned for you tonight we've got a very special guest uh this gentleman's been in the music industry now for more than 36 years definitely an icon in the music industry so without further ado let's welcome mr joey jams jimenez joey are you there brother
0: i am you know what
1: (laughs) (laughs) harry <laughs> Love like? it, Joey. Joey, welcome, my brother. Thank What's you, up? Man. Thank you so much, man. First and foremost, I got to tell you, man, I am a huge fan myself, oh. brother. Been following you, you for, for quite a bit. So, uh, quite an honor for me to have you on, on our initial kickoff, brother. Oh. So, thank you so much for so joining I'm the show. The, I'm
0: the first guest. Yes, oh, sir. Man, so, I'm popping the cherry. All right.
1: You are popping, my brother. I wouldn't have it any other way, man. That that's the way to go, man. That's the way to go. Thank you, man. So, Joey, uh I know I know you've got a lot of fans, man, that follow you. Uh you've been in like I said, you've been in the industry for 36 years now, man. That's a long, uh you've man, you've that's got a, a huge time. following, brother. <laughs> it is, my friend. It is. But the thing about it is we're going to talk about it. It may seem like a long time, but you're young, my friend. Thank you, man. you you're very young. You started this at a very young age. So, we're going to talk about uh talk about that a little bit more, but for those that are just now hearing about Joey, they may see, they may know the face, and may have heard the name, but they don't know the history about Joey Jimenez, where he started from, and to where you are now, the icon, right, in the music <laughs> industry, right? Wow. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that, Joey. Um, wh- wh- where are you originally from, brother? I- 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 I've heard you're from Seguin. Is that about right?
0: Yeah, man. Born and raised in Seguin, Texas. But first and foremost, uh, thank you, Ruben, for for having me on this show, man, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, means a lot to me uh, and all the kind words, man. Thank you so much. But yeah, um, born and raised in Seguin, Texas, um, my hometown, just, you know, like I, w- I was born, my, my, my father uh, is was, was a drummer. So when I came along, I mean, God blessed me with the gift of rhythm and it came you know it was from my dad to me and it was you know it it's in my dna man like it it, it was never something that honestly i could tell you that i i thought about wanting to do like you know i want to be a lawyer i want to be a police officer i want to be a doctor i want to be a musician no i was this is how i was born like this is wow dude. my dna man
1: so you mentioned your dad being a, I, I guess, an influence you from the very start. He was a drummer, you said himself.
0: Yes, my dad, man, God, God rest his soul. Um, my dad, you know, he was he was in the game early on from a young age. As a matter of fact, my dad's name is Jose Jimenez Senior. I'm Junior, but no, they all knew him as Chiquillo. That was like his. That was like his alias was Chiquillo and uh because right when he was such a young like he my grandparents said when he was like i don't know six or seven years old these bands would come and want him to play with him and they would say like vamos a levantar el chiquillo a tocar los tambores you know so that's how he got that nickname chiquillo and uh got my it. dad you know his his career you know he played with latin breed he played with agustin ramirez carlos miranda carlos guzman jimmy edward alberto Alberto gallegos with the usa band machismo con matias from san antonio he was the original drummer for um alfonso ramos like brother
1: you're talking some heavy duties as well man
0: my dad My dad actually, and it's so weird because I never even knew this. I barely found this out like maybe a year ago that my dad was actually the studio drummer for Manny Guerra, which Manny Guerra for Manny Music. Wow. Yes. Um,
1: Another icon.
0: Exactly. My dad was the studio drummer there. So he recorded a lot of records at at, at Manny Music. Mike. and uh like I like like I said, Oye. I really found this out like a year ago. I had no idea.
1: That's amazing, Joey. Oh yeah, brother, so it's in the blood, bro. It is it's it, in the genes. It jeans. most
0: definitely is. I mean, I got aunts, my, my dad's sisters, uh some of them played uh guitars in the in local mariachi there in Seguin. Uh my uncle Eli, God rest his soul, too también, my which is my dad's older brother, he played accordion. There in Seguin, a, in a in a local band called Los Vientos, and it's so weird because on my mom's side, my uncle Hyman, God rest his soul as well, he played bass with a band called La Guerra Musical from Victoria, Texas. Oh, yeah, um, I've heard, yeah, yep. And then my my other uncle Victor, they, they all like it's so weird because music comes from both sides of my family, both sides, and uh, wow, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I, I mean. Trust me, I, I'm a fan of, like, the bass guitar. Uh, I like the guitar. I like the, you know, the horns and all that. But there you no other love greater than I have for the drums. You know what I'm saying? Like, the drums Same here, brother. in me is, like, yeah. it's... Mm-hmm. Heart, that's to me, am, man. Well, I'm, man, I'm an
1: ex-drummer myself, bro. I'm an ex-drummer myself, and that's the heart and soul of the music, right? Yeah, that That's sure. what carries the, the whole thing, man. So, 100%. Yeah. So one of the things, man, I've read, Joey, and and talk to him a little bit more about this. And once again, for those folks that really want to get to know Joey and haven't had an opportunity to meet you, first and foremost, man, You're one of those guys, man, so approachable, real friendly, and so forth. So for those that uh, see Joey out there, this is not the guy that's going to give you the cold shoulder, man. You're super cool, man. I've seen you, brother. You're super cool. Thank you, man. But the the thing that amazed me, Joey, going back to this thing, uh, I read somewhere, Joey, did did you really start at the age of five, man, playing drums? Is that when you started playing drums?
0: No. I, I started playing drums, like, according to my mom as early on as I could possibly be. Like she said that I was already showing signs of movement when I was like nine months old. And then <laughs> she, the, 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 what she's told me in the past is that, you know, my dad, uh, she wanted my dad to teach me how to play. Like, in other words, you know, like you're going to do yeah. the, the son,
1: Right. Hey, Joey, I lost you there for a minute, brother. Can't hear you. There you go. There you go. You're back.
0: Okay. All right. Sorry about that. I, was, I got a phone call from uh, my, my best oh, friend. Oh, okay. Reina. Lalo Reina. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Lalo. Lalo. Out to Lalo. Elida. <laughs>
1: but, uh, El, that's Elida, yeah. Reina's uh, husband, for all those that uh, don't know Lalo yeah. yet. Super producer, too, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: My best friend. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, anyways, brother. So, so, yeah. So, 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 my mom. Was telling my dad like you know I you know I want you to teach Joey and you know it's like like you know you want my son to be like that like this dad you know, and my dad told my mother no, like he told wow. my mom like, it's in his blood he's got it. So my mom threatened my dad with a uh, a friend of my dad's. His name is Frutoso from Seguin. He's a drummer as well, and Fruit had a band there in Seguin called Grupo Rio. And uh, my mom said, "Well, if you're not going to teach Joey, I'm going to call Frutoso." And my dad said, "No, trust me, he's got it." So yeah. apparently, uh, he saw it in you. Like, when I was like two mm-hmm. years old, I played um, my first ever performance on stage. Was at, I think it was at my aunt's, or it was it was somebody's like wedding or something. So I played the Dollar Dance on the drums. My first time wow. when I was like two. And so, so I sat on my dad, like my dad, like, like the way I'm sitting, my yeah. dad sat down, I sat on him. So from the waist up, I'm playing the snare and the Your hi-hat. Jam. Well, my wow. dad, my dad is doing the bass drum because I could reach. Right. So I'm doing this and my dad is doing the bass drum and I was Jeez. doing the mix and, and stuff like wow. that. But that, that was like, that's when I like started playing, you know, That like, was like crazy brother. Old. Yeah. So now,
1: now, now I kind of see how this intertwines, man. Hearing that, uh, is like, no wonder, yeah. man, you had the beating you very when, early. When, now when
0: I, when I, when I was doing, when I was doing that, when, when I went up, I, when I got about five years old, that's when I actually started going to perform with like bands, like exactly what happened with my father. Bands were coming to my house asking my mom and dad, "Can we take Joey?" And wait,
1: I was that, like
0: five years old. Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. Hold on, brother. You were five years old, and they were asking you to already start playing. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, because the thing is, is that where I lived um, in my back in my backyard, we used to have this cuartito that was like made out of wood, like the shed, right? Yeah. And at the time, at the time, I didn't have drums. I had no like actual drums. So what I would use my imagination. So we lived across the street from a, a local barbecue place, which is still there to this day, called Davila's Barbecue there in Seguin. So the guys from Davila's would give me the buckets that had like the pickles and the onions yep. and all that. So yep. what I would do. I don't that know was your drums. I, 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 you can imagine this. So I'm I, first of all, I'm sitting on a bucket, right? So I'm sitting on a bucket and then I have a bucket in front of me, which is like my snare. Then I had like four buckets around me. And then what I did is that my dad made these crates for my mom to hang our clothes outside. So she would put the basket on it. So what I did, my dad had two broken cymbals in that cuartito. So what I did is I got the cymbals, put them upside down on those crates, one on each side. So it would balance from the bell and and the floor was wood. So when I was on the floor it had a real low Mm -hmm. punchy sound that was my drum set
1: amazing dude
0: that's how i played so i guess i must have been doing something right because across the street from where we lived there was a bar called the green frog back in the day in Seguin. well the men or i don't know if it was the owner or who it was they came they heard me so they came to my house and told my dad like can we take your son over here? (laughs) But it was just for me to like sit in with the band that was there that night.
1: Right. So my
0: dad took me and it's crazy because I used to get really shy. Like I would get shy to like the initial to get me to do it, you know? And, uh, but, but once you would get me to do it, then I was at home, (laughs) you know what I mean? So that's how I did it there. And people were like, what? Like, this yeah. dude's little, like a little kid, like what the hell? Wow. So wow. that turned that turned into other bands coming and asking me to, to go play with him. And I did, believe it or not, I did that for like five years or like like four years, pretty much consistent every weekend.
1: Jeez, man. You were gigging at five years old, brother.
0: Yeah, I was getting paid <laughs> too. Yeah, so, professionally, so that, man. Exactly. So, professionally, I've been playing the drums since I was five years old. Wow. Oya oh, yeah,
1: bro. oh, yeah, brother, and the drums at that time, man. The, was the were the bands providing the drums for you at that time, Joey? Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah,
0: oh, yeah. So, so, so at that time, I would go. They already would have drums, and it's so it. funny, man, because I like even to even to this day, I'm such a drum nerd that I'm so into like the, everything that has to do with drums. So yep. even when I was such a young kid. I was there setting them up and doing this and doing that, and uh, it, I ended up saving up my own. Uh, I ended up saving up my own money, and I actually I was about eight years old. I saved up two hundred dollars, and I went. My dad took me to the. It was called Express Pond in Seguin, Texas. I was eight years old, bro. This is like in nineteen eighty nine. I was eight years old. I had two hundred dollars in my hand that I saved from my gig money that I you earned, and I purchased that drum set right there.
1: That one right there?
0: That black that black Ludwig, right there. Wow! It's it's, it's a five piece. It's stacked up. Uh, that was my first drum kit that I ever paid money, my own money. Is that's, that's amazing,
1: right man? Yeah, man. That's amazing. That's that a part thing, of history, right thing, there.
0: Believe it. That, that 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 thing right there, dude. That thing was with me through it, it, it was with me up until when I joined Excellencia. I even used it with Excellencia.
1: Oh my God. And then God. I ended up
0: buying another drum set. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy.
1: Well, that that answers a lot of questions. And I'm sure all the audience right now is probably being blown away with your stories, man. Uh, you know, going professionally at at five years old. So I know, I know, at nine or you're around nine when you really started with uh, with a band, right? And and who was that band yeah. that you started with, Joey?
0: I was playing with Carlos Miranda Jr. Y Grupo Metal. Was, well, before it was called Carlos Miranda Jr. Grupo Metal, we were Carlos Miranda Jr. and the Boys. That was okay. back then, if you recall that in Tejano, you were like badass. You know? Yep, you're oh, it. sorry about that. But you know, that's I mean. fine, man. Uh, yep. uh and uh so Carlos was a friend of it's it's funny because his dad is Carlos Miranda, the Miranda. Yes. And, yes. and back back in those days, my father played drums with Carlos Miranda. So this is crazy that now I'm he made a circle. Play, yeah, yep. made a circle. So uh Carlos he was uh, uh, like one of my oldest friends at that moment. And he was starting out with his band. And I remember seeing them. I've told this story before. It's so crazy because I remember seeing them play at the Says celebration, downtown Seguin. Uh, and it was like one of his first performances. And I remember them getting off, right? And they were all in all black. And Carlos was the only one in all red because he was the lead singer and right. at the i th- when they when i saw them i was like dang like they look like Las like back in the day they look like la sombra everybody had long hair yep. and i was like man i, I was like man i want to be in that band like that that was my mentality you know so come to find out time went on and my dad's band at the time uh they were called i believe the band he was in was called calibre they were from new brunfels texas they were performing in seguin at the Fiesta Ballroom with David Lee Garza. I'll never oh, wow. forget this because this this is like this this memory is like yesterday. So uh my dad and them are opening up for David Lee. So my dad calls me up.
1: Got your back, brother. Yeah, it's okay, (laughs) man. Sorry about that. Lalo Travestia. Lalo. (laughs) No,
0: no. no, That's that's my friend Bumper (laughs) Gomez. Shout out to Bumper. There you go, man. So my dad's band opened up for David Ligarosa. My dad asks me to come up and jam a song. So I go up and I play with my dad's band. And I mean, there was a lot of people there and everything. Well, it just so happened that Carlos was there with his girlfriend. Was there? Yeah. So I get done and, and he comes up to me. He's like, what's up, Joey? And. Long story short, he basically said, Hey man, I am looking for a drummer. And I was like, I'm your guy. Done. But but yep. I was like nine years old. So I had to right. I had to like ask my mom and dad, you know? So I w- asked yeah. my mom and dad, and my my parents were like, of course, because they knew his family and everything, his mom and everything. So I ended up joining Carlos's band. And the crazy thing about At it, is, yeah. Here's the crazy thing is that at that time, Tejano music was pretty popular, you know? So
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We all we did was play cover songs. We played La Mafia, we played Más, we played La Sombra, we played freaking David Garza, we played all, you know, we covered all the bases. And if you were good enough, you could gig. So, dude. Right. We were gigging Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All over Texas as a cover band. I was nine years old living in a freaking, we were already traveling in a suburban every weekend, hotels. Um, like that's where it started. That's man. crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you experienced, uh, you experience gigging and touring around the area very young. Oh, now.
0: man, dude. And, and the crazy part about it was this. this this is how it gets interesting with Carlos is that we were gigging so much, right? A Quintanilla, which is Selena's brother whenever Selena would go to like a certain town they would see our flyer like either we were going to be there or we were already there yeah. we had already played
1: you guys are so like you guys were a so, hot so, fan at that so time Aby's huh? he's
0: like who the hell is these guys like i don't know cuz we're cuz yeah. we're not on the radio we're playing cover songs right you know what i mean so but he, right. but he sees our flyer like so he contacts the number where it says booking information on the flyer. He calls the number, yep. and it's Carlos's mom. And he basically introduces himself and says, I want to see these guys. So all of a sudden, I-, I remember getting out of school one day, and I go home, and Carlos's mom comes to the house and says, hey, we have an audition for A.B. Quintanilla. I had no idea who A.B. Quintanilla was. Who not was. I didn't, was know, I didn't exactly. know who this dude was. I didn't know anything. So we, and at the time, Carlos's mom and dad, they used to have a, a nightclub there in Seguin, like a salon. So we went, and that's where we would rehearse during the week. So his mom picked me up at my house. We go, we go to the, to the, it was called the Nochecita Hall. We go to the Nochecita, and uh, and Amy's there with his, with his first wife, Banji. And i oh, nice to meet you, man. Whatever. I was a kid, I was nine years old. So right, we, we right. performed for him. Like they watched us perform. And we got, we played like, I don't know, maybe four or five songs. And he like, I guess he liked what he saw. So next thing I know, guess what, guys? We're going on tour with Selena Los Dinos as their opening act. Wow. And I was wow. like, what? Like, what the hell? So all of a sudden, we became her opening act. At this was in, man, ninety one. Oh, now was like ten. So I remember we did Jeez. we did about, man, I don't even know, but maybe about a month. And then Mister Quintanilla decided to change the name from Carlos Miranda Jr. and the Boys to Carlos Miranda Jr. y Grupo Metal. So
1: that that's
0: how that's that was. That was the the Hano That's theme. how that came yeah, about. That's how that came about. Right back then, and AB was going to produce our record, and we went on tour with Selena as her opening act. So
1: amazing like
0: ninety about ninety percent of every or ninety five percent of every show she played, we were opening up for like wow. almost two years.
1: Jeez, brother! Yeah, man. Wow. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I told you uh, this. This this young man is that's why he's the icon he is, and that that's Joey. Thank you. I didn't know that, yeah. but I I had no idea, yeah. man. You just shared something new with me, man. That blows me yeah. away. And it's funny how we mentioned uh, full circle, right, with your dad and Carlos Senior, yes, right? Sir. And then how you and Carlito come come together because later he he went he went uh, uh, solo and became Carlito, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, but but now, and we'll talk a little bit later, how, again, the circle comes into play, man. Yeah. Here you are again with, with, with Carlos and Grupo Metal again, yeah. jamming out with them exactly. too, right? Yeah. There it is, brother. So, man tell you what man and that that blew me away brother a bit, another piece of history right there that's good to know for everybody that uh that hasn't met joey yet and and like a, a fan like myself that that's that's good to know man it, it its intriguing man but going back to this thing i know so you meant you were with metal yeah and then a, a huge impact because i'm a i was a huge fan of the band you mentioned excelencia yeah. I mean, when excelencia well, first well, came out they out. came out
0: so, so so I didn't mean to cut you off but the, ex, no, the, the Excellencia thing was a trip because while I was playing with Carlos and, you know, you know, like in, in every relationship, you go through your ups and downs, whatever. So we, we right. ended up having a fallout with, with or he ended up having a fallout with Avi. So now we were no longer, you know, opening up for that. Right. But, but there was a night while we were there on the road with him. They were we were playing in Austin, Texas. I'll never forget. Austin, Texas. And every time we would play with him, I would be on the side of the stage watching the show, Selena's show, you know. Well, one night, AB's playing bass. He turns around and he looks at me, he goes. And I'm looking at him like for you to play. You know so he's like, like, you know, he signals me if I want to jam. And I was like, Yeah. So he had the headset. So he goes after they were done playing whatever song. He calls me on stage, bro. So I get on stage wow. and I play drums. Like I played like two songs with Selena and them, right? Well, that became a thing every night. After that night, really? Every single night after that, he would call me up to do like two, three songs. So, and we were with them everywhere. So I absorbed their set. I, I knew all their signals. Yep. I knew everything, you know. And my mind is a sponge at the time. I'm absorbing everything. So I already know what's going to go down or whatever. So when we had the falling out or Carlos had the falling out, we were no longer working with them or whatever. Well, I come home one day from school and my mom says, hey, Suzette called. She left her number. She wants you to call her. I was like, okay. So I called her and through conversation, she was basically telling me that there were some shows that she couldn't make if I could fill in for her. And I was like, "Well, of course, you know." So wow. I actually, so I actually had the honor of going out on tour and playing drums with Selena when I was like what eleven.
1: Jeez, Joey! Yeah. Holy smokes, bro! Yeah. It's... How long did you do that, man? Oh man! How, I, how long was I, that? I did,
0: I did a few gigs with them, and then, uh, and then when that when when that happened, I, as a matter of fact, my last time the last time I played with them. The, the the last weekend I did was the weekend right before the Amo Prohibido CD was coming out because I I, Which I, is I, huge. I played with them. I remember I'll never forget. We were es Mas. We were in where's guys and dolls, Fort Worth.
1: Yes, okay. Fort Worth. We were
0: in Fort Worth, Texas, and I remember AB yep. taking me into the van, and he was like, "Bro, he was showing me some of the songs from Amo Prohibido." Yeah, because Amo yeah. Prohibido, this was on a Friday. Amo Prohibido was coming out Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So they were already playing some of the new songs they their set. So I had to like cram. Right. I remember it was Cubarde, La Ranchera, it was Tecnocumbia, it was uh, Amo Prohibido, and uh, which other? Bidi Bidi Bamba. Like it was those four that I had to learn. And I was just, I remember listening in the van, like, you know, cramming all this information. And it's funny because my wife, she loves the song Cubarde. And I'll never forget that yeah. when we played it th- those nights, I kept messing up the ending. Like I messed up the ending, like train wreck. And every time I hear it, when she likes to hear it in the car, I go, golly, man, I can't believe I messed up the ending. Like I'll never forget that. But, yeah. So, Joey, you
1: weren't you you weren't even a teen yet, right, Joey? No. This was this, you were still what 11, 12?
0: Yeah, I was at like 11 years old.
1: Jeez, bro. Yeah, and and without he, I mean, look at history now, man. I'm Armor Provido has turned out to be one of the biggest, yeah, albums for Selena, man. I, I gotta, and you, you were there from, there, from the
0: being there with Carlos and us being, you know, very lucky and blessed to be able to go out on, Absolutely. tour and be the opening act for the Dinos. I mean, they became it's so funny because not funny, but. It's a, it's a trip because in those times, I didn't, and even to this day, but back then when they were doing it, I'm talking when Ven Conmigo first yeah. came out, Baila, con mi, este, right. Baila Esta Cumbia first hit the radio. Like I didn't see them like these superstars. You yeah. know what I mean? Because right. they were like family to us. We were young kids, oh, especially me. I was the youngest, you know? Yeah. And everybody, all yeah. the guys in, in in our band were like, 18, 19 years old, and I was 11, 10. So, yeah, so yeah. to have that opportunity to even, I mean, bro, we opened up for her when she did the Selena Live at the Memorial Coliseum in uh, Corpus Christi. It's There's a there's a right. video on YouTube. Uh, I got blessed by I don't even know the guy's name, and God, please forgive me for forgetting his name. But this guy uploaded a video uh, when I was of me playing. Or of us playing that night. It's on YouTube, but he put like Joey Jimenez a long time ago. That was like the title. And <laughs> and I'm eleven years old playing on Suzette's drums. Jimmy. Yeah, that, at the Memorial Coliseum. Wow. And uh Yeah, man, it was it was we got to do
1: You know, Joey, one, one, one of the important things because uh we were talking, man, and, and one of the things we were talking me and you were talking about is how how much of an impact you've made on the younger generation Joey um i see a lot of tiktoks man and it's 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 great to see man kids around that age 10 9 11 jamming out to your to to your to your to the music of signal or so forth man and trying to emulate your playing bro you've made an impact on these younger kids oh man but going that stuff back blows to blows
0: my mind bro it 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 it's amazing man my mind to see you know, to 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 wake up in the morning and either have uh some inbox or I'm tagged in a post and I see that, and I'm just like, wow, that's so amazing. Yeah, like yeah. like it's yeah, it's it, it, it,
1: it it's true.
0: It's, it's it's a blessing brother yeah, like man. you said man
1: it's a blessing but but you're also being a blessing to others man because they're 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 looking up to you joey and they're seeing what you've done man and, and they're they're trying to emulate you man and um and i guess that what i was going going gonna go back to joey was that you obviously left that mark in a b and for Suzette herself to sign off on you being her replacement man at that age is amazing joey
0: and you know what brother to be honest with you stuff like that really didn't
1: hit you back then, right? No. Up until
0: until like really recently. And when I say recently, I'll talk maybe the past 15 years that where I actually sat there and thought to myself, like, man, like even, even, you know, even the fact that somebody trusted me to play drums when I was five and then trust me to go on stage in front of thousands of people playing with Selena, you know, like Yep. That's insane. Yep. But it's, yep. it's 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 it was it was definitely a blessing. It's definitely memories and moments that I will forever cherish and, and hold in my heart. Because even to this day, you know, Chris, believe it or not, since I met Chris Perez back in those days when I didn't even know who he was, he he just played I thought he looked cool on stage playing guitar cuz <laughs> he had these bad right. uh motocross he had these badass motocross boots that he would wear on stage <laughs> and i was i thought it was like the coolest thing ever but that moment that i met him when i was 10 years old him and ab and Pira studio and them they've never left my life bro till this day
1: that's amazing like amazing still brother. In my life. amazing you know? yeah and then years later, you end up with AB too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's you know, playing uh, Exactly. That,
0: that, that's so, later on in, so, the, in the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. So let, let so let yeah, exactly, brother. So let's get there, man, because again, uh, uh, man, interesting, man. Uh, man, you need to write a book, Joey. Swear to God, man. You, you, know you really need to write Dude, a book. This, so this, this is good stuff.
0: So many people told me that, man. So many people have
1: told me that. Yeah. Yeah, you really do, brother. But one of the things, uh, because I had no idea about that other uh, about about touring with Selena, yeah. man. But then then you start with Excelencia. Yeah, we
0: well, see. At when I was touring after I got done doing the Selena thing, I was still playing with Carlos, and we were still doing you know shows here and there. But then I got a call from Excelencia, and the thing about Excelencia is that Excelencia is like in 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 my top. Five, number one is La Mafia. Number two is Excellencia That should already tell you, like these guys were right like, there, bro. Yeah, they were like, yep. I, I and the funny thing about it is that
1: well, that's that was half the Mafia right there, man. Right, exactly. Excelentia was half Mafia.
0: Yeah, they were all Mafia except for David. Uh, they well, the, right. like the original band. The original band. Um, yeah, uh, and I, 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 gravitated towards Excellencia based on their look. Like, I didn't even know that they were a Tejano band. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know. Like, the first time I saw a picture of them was at a Mexican restaurant in Seguin. And I saw the poster, and I saw the name. I could not pronounce the name to save my life. But the poster, and I was like, who the hell are these guys? (laughs) Like, these guys look like a rock band, you know? And I saw that they were coming to perform in Seguin downtown at the Fiestas Patrias and i i begged my mom and dad to take me cuz i wanted to see this band i did not know one song i didn't right. like i said i didn't even know they played spanish i thought they were a rock band so i get to go see them for the first time in my life and they come out and man their energy and the power i was just like what is that like freaking out and i instantly fell in love with the band you know and um it's so crazy because small world Fast forward to right before I joined the band, one of their keyboard players by the name of Fidi, Fidi Alvarez. Fidel Alvarez, he um he was dating a girl in Seguin, and they lived right across the street from my house. Like Oh wow. What's, what's the coinc, what a coincidence, right? That he's like Right you know, the keyboard player one of the keyboard players from Excellencia lives right in front of me.
1: Across yeah, the street. So so wow. so
0: around this time. Uh, their record, Excellencia's album, Estamos Análogo, had just dropped. So this is like 1992, 1993. And there was, one, there was a song on there called Quiereme, it's ranchera, And it starts off with the drums. That's how it starts, mm-hmm. right? So right. I was a fan of the band. So before I would go to school in the morning... I would get on my drums, and I would play these songs, right? Well, come to find out, he tells me this story that he's at home. He's asleep, dreaming that he's on stage. And he hears in his dream, ba, da, ba, da, ba, and he's going to play the keyboard. <laughs> but, when, but when he's going to play the keyboards, he wakes up. And he's in his bed. And he's like, he's telling his girlfriend, like, listen, like, where's that coming from? And he starts air drumming what I'm doing at my house in the morning. So she tells wow. him, that's Joey, babe. Like, that's that's Joey, our, our neighbor. So he came, yeah. introduced himself, and I was like, what? You play with who? Like, for real? Like, that type of deal. We, <laughs> instantly, we, we, we instantly became friends. And then um, one day, Papo, Lorenzo Banda Papo, which at the time was the keyboard accordion player mm-hmm. for Excelencia. He was there at Feedy's and Feedy brought him so I could meet him. And I was like, Oh my God, that's pop from Excelencia. So, yep. so yep. that's how I met these guys. And one day Excelencia was playing in Seguin at a nightclub at the time called the entertainer. So Feedy goes, you're going to come. So I went with them, you know, to the club and, I was, I remember watching them, like, you know, just watching them perform. How old were you, man? Yeah, I was, I was like, I was like 12 years old, almost 13. And, um, and I was, I remember I was just there watching them and they were jamming, bro. And I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Because it was so awesome that they would just take me with them, you know? So I I would go, I would go, I would go with them, bro. And, and that night, uh, Papa told David, call Joey up here. So, they called me up wow. there and I'm like, Wow. Dude, talk about fucking nervous, bro. So I go up there and mind you, I knew all of <laughs> up to that point, I knew all of Excellencia's songs. All of them. You knew all the music? I knew yeah. all the music. So I get behind the drums, right? And I'm like, what are we gonna play? And they go, nipur mi. And I was like, What song is that? And they go, Ba-da-da-ba-da. I was like, okay, I got you. So I was like, all right, here you go. One, yep. two, three. So I was playing and they were like, what the hell? Like this, little, yep. this young Freaked kid. Out. Yep. You know what I mean? So I just, and I just sat in that song. I just played that song with him. And man, that was like the greatest ever in that moment. And then a couple of months go by, man. And they call me. It was at nighttime. I'll never forget. They called me and basically told me that Excellentia was looking for a drummer and if I wanted the job. Bro, brother Ruben, I told them no the first time because what? I was still playing what? With, I was still playing with Carlos. And I, and the thing is, oh, is they, they wanted me, okay. they wanted me to go that weekend and I couldn't just quit Carlos, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you can leave your I, I couldn't yeah, leave him. Yeah. You know? So
1: Right. I'm, him hanging, man. So,
0: and here's the funny part. I told him no, and then they called me back again. Are you sure? Like I thought this is what you know you wanted or whatever. And I'm like, man, I can't I can't do that. So Yeah. We, we let that go. I stayed with Carlos and whatever yada yada. And bro, let me tell you, I immediately knew that was the wrong decision. I should have said yes. (laughs) but And then then it's it's funny because as as time went on, right, like (laughs) like, a few months went by. Like I want to say like maybe seven or eight months went by. Yeah. Of course, I would still see Feedy and them, you know, because we were were friends. Right. We would go play basketball together and everything. So I would see him and I would be like, God, man. When he would leave on the road, I would be like, man, I should have said that. That could have been me right there. So then – Another day, like like another night, my phone rings, and it's David DeAnda and I'm I answer the phone, Ooh. and I'll never forget because I answer the phone, and he 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 told me, "Why are you answering the phone like you grown?" That's exactly what he said. Because <laughs> even to this day, when I talk to him and he calls me, he I tells answer, you that so I tell him that I go man, why are you answering the phone like? Oh, okay, right. So um, <laughs> so he tells me like he 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 used to call me Pee Wee like like. That, because I was little, he goes right. If if I wanted to join the band or yeah, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, man. And he was like, you sure? I said, yeah. He goes okay. I'm gonna let's do he it. Because I'm gonna have I'm gonna have uh I'm gonna give Feedy, which is the keyboard player across the street. I'm gonna give him all the details. You're gonna come this week. All right. So I told Carlos, we didn't have no we we weren't playing that much. So I was already free, so right. I ended up leaving Carlos's band. I told him, you know, I'm going to join Excelencia, and he, you know, he he was kind of upset, but he understood. And um absolutely. So, Feedy comes. I'll never. This is where it gets juicy right here. So Fidi comes to my A house. Check, check this out. Feedy comes to my house and he goes, "Bro, okay, so Excelencia's road crew, there were three guys: Chale, Barney, and Mario." Oh no, Charlie, Barney, and Piston at the time. That was the road crew. They were, their mom, because they were related. Their mom, coincidentally, lived in Seguin. So they would go visit her. Because Excellencia was based in Houston. So they would would visit her on their way back to Houston, you know? So Fidi tells me, hey, Excellencia, the road crew's here in town, and they have our big old white bobtail truck. So they can come and pick up your drums. I was like, okay. So I thought to myself, I knew that if I told my parents that I was joining Excellencia, they would tell me, hell no.
1: No. You are not going on the road
0: with Excellencia. It's not happening. So I said, you know what? I said, Fidi, this is what's going to happen. Because in my room, I had my own door that could actually go outside. So I said, look, bro, nice. said, well, bro. I'm going to leave my door open. I said, we're going to go eat dinner. I said, the minute that you see us leave, tell them to come pick up my drums. And you can come load in and, and, yep, and load, load up my drums. He goes, are you stressing? Yeah, right. said, don't worry about it. It's, it's good. So Feedy thought it was all good. He thought everybody knew we're yeah. all good. So as soon as I leave to go eat. Because they come in the big-ass Excelencia truck parked in the middle of the street. (laughs) The roadies get off. They go in my room. I had already packed my drums. So they get them, and they they start loading them up. You know, boom, boom, boom. So my mom and dad, they had no fucking clue, bro. Sorry about that. They had no clue, bro. No clue whatsoever. that's okay. They had no clue whatsoever. So um, I come back and come to find out, okay, we're playing Friday in Harlingen, Texas. Saturday in, <laughs> Saturday in Mission, Texas. Mind you, damn, I'm in school. Yeah. I'm in seventh, yep. seventh grade. Okay. So, damn how, joy. so how do I do this? I told my parents. I told my mom. I said, Mom, I had a buddy by the name of Billy Alegria. There was a friend of mine from school. I would go stay at his house sometimes or whatever. I said, Mom, I'm going to go to Billy's. Can I spend the night at Billy's this weekend? She goes, yeah. I said, I'll be back on Sunday. Okay, and I wasn't. I never got in trouble, so my parents, you know, didn't ask questions. Right. So sure enough, I told Feedy, "I'll be ready." So it's on. Dude, so after yeah. so after school Friday, they picked me up. Ramonos, party in Texas, which is freaking four <laughs> hours from Seguin, bro. So I'm there. I got my bags packed. I'm ready to go. Right. So we go and um. I'll never, dude. I will never forget walking. We played in Harlingen, Texas, at Studio Four, which was the Deano Club at the time. And yep. i and I, now, I remember, yep. I remember walking in there, the smell of the smoke machine, and and mm-hmm. seeing my drum set set up already, set up, And mic and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, which is that drum set right there? And it was set up and wow. mic and everything. And I was like. I never had a roadie. I didn't know what that was. You know, I mean I never had my own roadie that would set up my drums. And, and, right. and here I am looking at my drums yeah. that set up. So anyways, I remember going to the hotel, getting dressed, getting back to the gig, and that night, man, I remember hearing from from Space City USA, Damas y Caballeros, David the excellent there. One, two bro, bro, Boom. no rehearsal. I never rehearsed with that band. I knew all their songs. And I played. You know about by heart. I played with them like I had been there for 20 years, bro. And it was. Amazing, Joy. It was joy. the greatest thing. And then I played the gig. And then the next day, I was playing in Mission. Same thing. And Jeez. then I go home Sunday. And, dude. dude oh, here dude, we go. I did this for, like, about a month. Until Phoebe sees my mom. Watering the grass, comes across the street and says, Hey, Daddy, so how do you like that Joey's playing with us with Excelencia?
1: Oh, and bro. And my mom was
0: like, What? What are you talking about? What? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so I come home from school and my parents got an My, ass my, whooping. my parents were like, <laughs> You need to have a seat. I'm like, What's up? Yeah. They're like, Where are your drums? And I was like, what? They go, Where are your drums? (laughs) And I was like, and my mom and dad were so pissed, bro. So dude, they they were so mad and disappointed with me. But they saw that I was that Excellencio at that time. At that time, Excellencio was popular. And they were doing this number. You know what I'm saying? They were doing this number. And so my parents I, I get. I, I think at the time, my mom and dad felt like they weren't going to win that battle. So they right. just said, all right. It was all right until Which I started is... missing a bunch of school. So when I started missing a bunch of school, my parents got letters. It was going to be a shit show. I missed so many days of school. So we had a meeting with uh, my counselor trying to figure out What are my options to where everybody can be happy? I can play music and still get my education. So they came up with the fact of me. There you go. They came up with the fact of me being homeschooled. So I got enlisted and homeschooled. I was 13 in the middle of seventh grade. I got out of school and I got homeschooled. Now, Now I'm getting my work sent to me and then I go on tour with Excelencia. And I did that.
1: Bro, you were banking? Dude, you, were, you were banking at that time, bro? At so, that age.
0: So so I go on the road. And because I would take my work with me on the road. And, dude, let me tell you, I was on the road with a bunch of crazy ass hooligans that did not give a shit about my homework.
1: <laughs> about, about anything. anything. Right. So
0: yeah. By the time you knew it, I was 18. And. I, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I yeah. never did my score. Yep. And trust me, man, that's something that I really, w- well, well, I was telling my wife, I've been telling my wife, like, I think I want to get my GED because that was my last, yeah. that was my last form of education, you know? And, right. but I was out there, it's like Rock and Roll James said, he goes, bro, but you were working. Like you were working. I go, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. I was out there working. Five years with Excellencia. I joined when I was 13. I left the band when I turned 18 years old or, or a little bit after I was 18. And But man, let me tell you, bro, that period of my life playing with Excellencia at that time in the 90s was freaking awesome.
1: Hey, Joe! If you could hear me, brother, you froze up real quick.
0: You there, did I lose you?
1: And that's the thing about live, gentlemen, ladies, and gentlemen. Uh, we, we this happened, so just bear with us. Okay. There he is back. All right, we got him back. Yeah. So, Joey, blown away, man. Wow, at that yeah, age, man. man with, with with such a powerful band, dude. Um, going back to 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 this, man. I, I just want to highlight some of the bands you've been with. So. And again, I, I, ladies and gentlemen, that's why I, I wanted to kick this out the way I wanted to kick it out. Have Joey. I mean, I, I'm more sure you've blown a lot of people away some of these stories, bro. Uh, but Joey, um, here's some of the the bands I've got, man. And, and trust me, I'll just start off real, real simple and then you finish the rest, brother, because I, I don't know. them. I've got Excelencia, Signo, Cumbia Kings, Macizo, Joe Wetzel. What else you got, man, besides Cole Wetzel? After, after that, what else you got? Uh,
0: Vanilla Ice. I did Vanilla Ice.
1: Vanilla, yeah, I Ice.
0: Vanilla Ice. I was in a band uh, from Houston called Grupo Mítico, which we really did. Uh, we did more shows in Mexico. Uh, it, was, it was a little low-key. I, I did some shows with Grupo Secreto, which they're freaking booming yeah. right now. Uh, shout out to the guys from Secreto. Yep, yep. Those are my carnales, man, still. And they're doing amazing things right now. So very proud of those guys and all their success. They really deserve that. And um, let's see. And metal, group of metal, then that, that that it just yeah. found its way back into my life again.
1: So that's uh, Carlos Miranda and Chris Perez and yourself. Yeah, and who's yeah. the other band member on that one? Yeah, man?
0: it's 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 a uh, well metal. Believe it or not, in in uh, when I when uh, let's see back in nineteen. 19- Back in 99, uh, I hooked up with Carlos again, and he was like, he was like, bro, I want to start a, let, let's start a band again, but this time I want to play nothing but rock en español. Like, I want to play Maná, yeah. I want to play Enanitos Verdes, I want to play Soda Estéreo, Hombre set, like, real rock en español. And I go, okay, he goes, I, right. I want to call it Metal, which is the name that we had back in the Tejano days, but... Of course, back in that day it was Carlos Miranda Jr. Y Grupo Metal. This time right. it was just plain Metal. And uh we started do we started playing and, it, and the original band was was Carlos Carlito Miranda singing me on drums, Rudy Martinez who's uh mm. plays with La Mafia, and uh right. Adam Vargas on guitar who was playing with La Sombra back in the day when La Sombra was La Sombra. And um, so we we started playing in San Antonio, uh, doing these Rockin' Español shows, man, for these international Mexican people that were into that. And uh, by the time you knew it, we freaking made a name for ourselves, bro. They're, in, they're locally in San Antonio to where we became this popular band that people would come right. and see performed and it's it's so crazy because i would have never thought that we would become that you know what i mean it was it was crazy right you know we we were playing we started off playing wednesday thursday friday and then we were playing wednesday thursday friday saturday and it was like every week we were like house bands at these places you know what i'm saying and then uh we eventually I gotta tell this story because it's part of the history. There's this place in San Antonio at the time. It was called Madison Avenue. And Madison Avenue was this, this 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 venue like bar, but it had a big stage, it had a badass light show. And I remember Carlos taking me over there and we couldn't get inside because my ID was expired at the time. But we were outside, and there was a band, inside, a rock band playing inside, and it was packed, bro. And the the windows were all open, so you could see everything that was going on. And I was like, dude, like, we need to play here. This, I mean, this, like, all the all the yeah. clubs we were playing at, they were yeah. cool, but this place was like a place to go see a band, right? You know, light show and stage, yep. and and he goes, bro, they won't mess with us, man, because we're you know they don't mess with Latin, nothing. I'm like really. He's like, yeah, no, they won't, they won't play us in here. I was like, wow. So that was kind of it. We ended up having a mutual friend. Her name was, uh, oh my god, what's her name? Uh, Daphne. May she rest in peace, man. Daphne. She was a friend of Carlos's. She started promoting for Madison Avenue. And Carlos told her, hey, try to get us in. Okay. Try to get us in, you know, get metallic. Right. And she's like, Poke us up. I'll try. Yeah. You got me?
1: Yeah, I got you, brother.
0: Okay. Uh yeah, so 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 he had asked Daphne to try to get us into Madison Avenue. And she said, I'll try. So she spoke to